1: Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we've been talking about why LDS temples are so important to the members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we've also talked about some of our experiences going through a temple open house And as we mentioned earlier in this week, in Utah especially, there's going to be a number of these buildings opening up in the coming weeks and months. And the church has been building these temples all over the world because they're essential for members of the church. If they hope to be with their family throughout eternity, that they must go through what's known as the endowment ceremony as well as be sealed for time and eternity in a unique ritual that the LDS people believe in. Now, we also mentioned how we've done a number of outreaches at various temple open houses. The first one we ever did, probably the largest one we ever did, too, was back in 1993 when the San Diego temple opened. We handed out tens of thousands of eight-page newspapers at that time explaining some of the doctrines and history of the LDS Church for many of the people who would be attending who had no clue what was going on in these buildings and were very unfamiliar with what their LDS neighbors believed.
2: You mentioned an eight-page newspaper. Do you remember the time where a Latter-day Saint who we knew took an orange pen and highlighted all of the parts that he said were wrong because I asked when he said, your newspaper is full of lies. Well, would you show that to me? So he came back the next day and handed me this newspaper and he had circled all these things. Well, I still have that newspaper. We've looked at that. And I asked him, Well, what is wrong with this? Well, you've said it in a way that I don't like. Well, okay, just because I said it in a way you don't like, is this true? Well, you're uh, tainting it. And he just did that for the entire newspaper. A lot of Latter day Saints may not like us being out there, but we are trying our best to be as accurate as possible to tell people what this temple is all about, why it is not the same as the temple of the Bible. I think those are important questions that need to be answered. Uh, Why is this temple so different from what we learn about in the temple of the old and new Testaments where the main idea there was sacrifice of animals there's no sacrificing of animals going on here and the ordinances that are done in the LDS temple is nowhere close to anything that was done in the Bible time
1: and I think that's important to digest here because we are often told by our LDS acquaintances that what they believe and practice is what was done anciently in the first century church prior to this alleged great apostasy that they say took place after Jesus died and after his apostles died. Let's talk about this a a little bit more, because even though there are a lot of very friendly people guiding you through this building during an open house, a lot of Latter-day Saints certainly like most people don't like any kind of criticism and when we know this is something that's very special to them but if you're asking them pointed questions to try to flush out what they really believe on these things sometimes latter day saints will have a quick change of demeanor and we've run into quite a few problems mainly with the security guards At these temple open houses, many of them are off duty police officers, or maybe they've had a, uh, they're retired and they had a life in law enforcement and such. You would think they would understand what the Constitution has to say about free speech, but we have found ourselves in situations where they really don't want us to practice our First Amendment rights. And they do a lot of things to try to prohibit us from getting the information out to the people. You have had many of these experiences recently, Eric. I recall North Carolina, the problems that you had there. But you also had a few situations of interest on these recent open houses that you were involved in.
2: Well, you mentioned North Carolina, the Raleigh, North Carolina Temple Open House. We didn't have problems with the security at the church. We had problems with the police who had been instructed not to allow us to be on public property. And to make a long story short, the LDS security then allowed us to be on their property, on their grass, and hold up our signs because the police were not going to allow us to have that happen. So so I gave kudos back at that time a few years ago when when we recounted that story. But in the Saratoga Springs and in the Bentonville, Arkansas temples, they did not really want us to be out in the front where people could see us. in Saratoga Springs, you have to drive down this very long road lined with houses on both sides. And we would stand at the very end of that. They had to take a right to be able to get into the Temple open house parking lot. And so standing there with our signs, sacred or during the two days that we did that, Mark and Trevor and myself, uh, holding those signs, we had five different occasions of five different security guards come out. And remind us that there was a free speech zone, which there was all the way around the temple. There was a place that they wanted us to be. It was probably, gosh, maybe about 50 yards. And we could have stood there. But the problem was nobody was really driving by there. Nobody was walking by. We would have been standing by ourselves to stand there rather than to stand on the public sidewalk where cars were having to drive past us. Every single car that came in had to see us. And we got a lot of hits on our website based on that. But after the first guy came out and I explained why I was not going to use that, he didn't force the issue. He says, "Okay, well, you guys do what you're going to do. But we have this place for you. Then two hours later, had another security guy say the same thing. And like I said, over the two days, we had five different times where they wanted us to go to this place. We had an incident that took place in 2012 at the Brigham City Temple, where they wouldn't let us get within two blocks of the temple with a free speech zone. And if we had tried to go anywhere else, they said the police said they would arrest us. A little different situation, but the same concept that the church was saying, you cannot be on that sidewalk. We protested. And the final result after legal consultation is that we were able to get on the main sidewalk, but we lost uh, almost two weeks worth of time to be able to be out in a place where we could hand the newspaper out to the people who were going to that open house.
1: And I would assume that the people that were giving you a hard time during that looked at that as a victory because it shut you down for at least two weeks. It did. However, the ultimate victory was that you were able to show that the Church was incorrect as to where we could stand And certainly it is legal to stand on these public sidewalks. Sometimes they'll come out and say, well, we own the sidewalk. That's not true. And many times we've even gone to uh, city records departments to find out where the property line actually ends, because you had an experience at the Bentonville Temple Open House where you were standing on this grass near the street and you had security guards try to tell you that that was owned by the church and you knew it wasn't owned by the church.
2: Yeah, this is uh, an incident that I I do want to talk about. About here on, as we finish out this series. Uh, in Bentonville, the temple did not have a sidewalk in front where the main street was. It was all grass. The first day, we actually toured the temple with some local pastors We had lunch with them, and then that afternoon we were passing out newspapers in the neighborhoods around, which is very typical of our strategy. We want to get the newspaper into the hands of people who might not be LDS, and in Arkansas, very few people are LDS, and so we were able to do that on Monday. Monday night, we were at a corner where there was a busy street to get our website signs out, and that actually did really well, but the next day, we spent the entire day, Tuesday, passing out newspapers until about 4 o'clock. It was hot, and we didn't want to be out there in the sun. So at 4 o'clock, we go out there, and we went on the grass in front of the stake center where the temple was behind that, and we had our signs. It took three minutes The head of the uh, security came out and patted me on the shoulder. And he says, well, how are you guys doing? And he says, you're practicing your First Amendment. We have no problem. As long as you don't cause any problems here, we're okay with you. Because I knew that we had 20 feet access right up to where their sidewalks ended from the stake center. There was all grass. And it was very obvious that was going to be public property. But then 15 minutes later, the same man came out. And he told us that we had to leave because they own the property all the way up to the street. And our reaction was, you just told us we had First Amendment rights and you were pleased with us being here. And all of a sudden now you're, uh, you're turning. He says, if you don't leave now, I will have the police here in five minutes. Quite a change. It was quite a change. And so obviously they had talked about it and they were riled up. I could tell they were angry. And I said... Go ahead and have your police come. And so they called them. It took about 20 minutes, and we saw two police vans park down the street, and they ended up talking to the head of security. Then those men made their way on the grass to us. And so we stood our ground, we stood where we were, and they came up and they said, the claim is that you guys are on the church's property and you need to leave. And I said, officer, this is public access. Uh, You need to go do some research and find out that even though there's no sidewalk here, we have ability to stand here. He goes, well, he says, I'm not sure of that, but he says, I can't do anything because the offices are gonna be closed. I won't be able to do anything until tomorrow. I can't tell you to leave. He says, and I tend to agree with you. I think that you probably are going to be allowed here, but I can't say that for sure. I just want you to know that they're making that complaint. They walked away, went back to each of their vehicles. The one man who talked to us, he drives off. The second officer, he pulls up on the side of the road, going the opposite direction, which was quite interesting. He rolls down his window. So we go over there to hear what he has to say. I wasn't sure if he was going to say something mean or what. And he says... Keep up the good work. I'm a Christian, too, and I think what you're doing is the right
1: thing. You know, it's interesting, too. You also told me about some of the local churches who were really unaware of what this Temple Open House was really all about. But as you had the opportunities to explain to them, they had an amazing interest in in what you were doing.
2: Absolutely. We, we purposely went around to some of the churches in that area and had a chance to give them some newspapers and talk to them. But let me tell you, there were three mega churches in that area. In fact, two that were right next door to where the temple was. And the church right next door, three times a day, they had people from their church going out to pray about this temple open house. They had Lynn Wilder come a few months ago to give them a seminar in what Mormonism was all about. And they learned about it they were out there praying every single day three times a day we would join them several times
1: and we should mention that lynn wilder is the mother of myco Wilder, who put together Adam's Road Band, and Lynn used to be a BYU professor and wrote the book Unveiling Grace.
2: So over the course of that week, we had 1,000 visits to the website sacredorsecret.com. We had a number of conversations of people who came out to see us and talk to us. Incredible conversations. I had one couple who had just left the church a few months before. One has ancestors going back to the pioneers, and this couple we had a chance to speak to for about an hour, presented the gospel to them. They were very open. They took a Bible from us. They took my book, Introducing Christianity to Mormons. I'd love to get that book into the hands of people who were former Mormons. They said they would read it and get back to me. A couple in their 20s, and they knew the LDS Church was not true, but they naturally went into agnosticism. That's a very natural progression, but I told them it's not necessary for you to lose all faith in God, and just because men in this religion fooled you for many, many years, that there really is a God and it's possible to have a relationship with them.
1: And we often have stories like that wherever we go when the church has a temple open house. And we should make mention, we're not there to cause trouble. We're just there to get the gospel out, to get the information out. We are very low-key. People usually come up to us. And we certainly want to be good ambassadors for the cause of Christ. We hope this informs you a little bit more about what goes on at these temple openings and to be praying for all the people that are going to be not only visiting these temples during these open houses in the coming weeks and months, but also to pray for any Christians that may be trying to get the gospel out at these events.
0: Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.